G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. They can, you know, buy their offices and they, you know, like we saw in Scripture, it's detailed that there was corruption within the priesthood. So where does that leave broken, sinful humanity? Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we began to learn about the role of the high priest as the go-between or the mediator between God and human beings. We talked a little bit about the role of the high priest during the annual Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur. This time we're going to look at how Jesus fulfills the role of high priest and is therefore our mediator. And, you know, we've talked about uh, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and how that process was put in place, how that, that high priest had such an incredibly important important role of mediating between God and the people. I mean, all the priests had that particular role. Mm. But on this particular day, it was like, it was life and death, mm. really. And it was just the one high priest, him and him alone, the, the, the burden, the responsibility yeah. of seeing the people atoned for through a blood sacrifice so that God could be reconciled with his people. We also learned last time that the purpose of the high priest filled this bridging of the gap. It was like this mechanism that um, was necessary to reconnect this relationship between sinful human beings and a deity. And you know what? Most religions around the world have priests and that's their role. It's not just Judaism or Christianity that says, okay, we need a, a priest to be a mediator. All religions, mm. it's funny, isn't it? It's almost like there's something in the heart of every human being that recognizes we need somebody to go and represent me mm. and bring about some kind of peace and forgiveness or reconciliation with the deity over there. Yeah, It's kind of like we automatically know it. Mm -hmm. It's just that we know that our God Sort of that you you guys are never going to make it. So yeah, yeah so you've you, you've got this incredible role of a mediator, this go between, this reconciler. And so I guess recognizing that really shows us that predicament that we're in as humanity, isn't it? That yeah. we are all sinful. We need a way to get close to God, to a sinless God. But getting close to Him while we're sinful is uh, pretty fraught with danger. You know, like it's going to yeah. be a, a not a very good outcome. If we go that way, so we need to get close to him, but we can't get close to him because our sin keeps us from him. Yeah. And the person who's supposed to help us get close to him, well, you know, he's like also we, a sinner. That's right. We're, we're sort of <laughs> caught, aren't we? We're stuck in between. Yeah, exactly. So we we kind of need somebody who's a little more qualified, who doesn't have to go through a whole lot of rigmarole himself mm. to get himself clean. Yeah. Because he's as bad as the rest of us. That's right. And um, you know. Here's the amazing thing. God actually set in place a very precise and elaborate process for purification and sanctification for the high priest. And again, it all rested on his shoulders. Mm. He had to get himself clean, which sounds kind of funny. How do you get yourself clean when you're that filthy? Mm. And then, of course, you've got the, the blood of these innocent animals. 
So Yom Kippur was not really a time for personal self-reflection and repentance. I mean, it was, but it was primarily a time for the entire community of the nation of Israel. You know, Judaism is very community-based. We in Christendom tends to be, it's my personal salvation, mm. my private walk with the Lord, my connection with God. It's, it's very much singular, individual. And it, it is in Judaism as well, but Judaism is primarily about all of us. We're all in this together. Mm. And so at Yom Kippur, you see that. You see this sacrifice on behalf of the whole nation. So Yom Kippur is really about having a collective community attitude of coming to God the Father through the mediation of a specific individual who can bring about the sacrifices necessary, the shed blood that's going to reconcile mm. the people. Yeah. And that's actually, I mean, I know we're going to get to it, but that's what Jesus did. He, For God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten son. Well, let's read Leviticus 16, uh, verse 16. It says, He, the high priest, shall make atonement for the holy place, because of the impurities of the sons of Israel and because of their transgressions in regard to all their sins. And thus he shall do for the tent of meeting which abides with them in the midst of their impurities. So you can see this is really talking about the collective mm. nation uh, of Israel. And today, uh, during Yom Kippur, the Jewish Oshamnu, this is a confession, uh, and it has a prayer that says, listen to this, I mean, collectively, this is what they say on behalf of their people. We are guilt-laden. We have been faithless. We have robbed and we have spoken basely. We have committed iniquity and caused unrighteousness. We have been presumptuous, done violence and framed falsehood. Uh, mm. That's the Hertz Daily Prayer Book. Now, not every single person in the nation has robbed or done violence, but it, it's this prayer is like a collective prayer for the entire community because if one sinned, then all sinned. Mm. And if one person brought calamity, everybody experienced the calamity and therefore they collectively needed redemption and forgiveness. Remember when just before the 70 years of captivity was up, Daniel was praying and he was praying repentance on behalf of his yes, whole nation. It wasn't right. just for himself. And uh, human high priests, as we've said many times now, they're sinners. They can also be corrupted. They can, um, they can, you know, buy their offices. And they, you know, like we saw in Scripture, it's detailed that there was corruption within the priesthood. So where does that leave broken, sinful humanity? We're in a mess. We're in a pit and we can't get out of it. And the old covenant system showed just the series, we've talked about the amount of blood spilled, mm. the amount of animals that were sacrificed for something they didn't do, which shows just how serious sin is. And then you've got the priesthood that's supposed to bridge the gap, but they're also sinners themselves. Mm. So how do you deal with that? You've, you've got to have somebody who can bridge that gap, but what do you do when that somebody is also sinful? Like That's the, right. Oh, It's like this circular mm. reasoning. We need yeah. it, but where do we find it? And, of course, that's where Jesus feels the role of high priest perfectly, doesn't he? Because he, he is that does. perfect uh, mediator that can come in. Absolutely. He is fully human. Here's the amazing thing. If you've got an animal that's being sacrificed for a person, well, the animal actually has no comprehension or reasoning mm. for why it's being killed or why its blood is being shed. So it's kind of like an insufficient sacrifice, which is why they had to have so many of them constantly mm. going all the day, every day, every year. But if you have somebody, here's the thing. This is the amazing thing about Jesus is that he was human. 
fully human and fully God. Because he was fully human, lived among us, he understood the temptations that humans Mm -hmm. face. He understood the emotions that we feel. He understood what it's like to be betrayed, to be hated. He understood what it felt like to uh, be loved and to be rejected and despised. He understood, I mean, the emotion that he felt when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane was so over he was so overwrought he sweated blood mm. i've personally never experienced that yeah. kind of stress but he did and all for me and yet he was completely innocent and so it's through him as a mediator you know who was able to stand between us and god didn't have to make sacrifice for himself because he was perfect he yeah. was sinless which means he could quite easily quite boldly come before god but guess what? He didn't need to bring the blood of an animal mm. because of his perfection and because he is one of us, like for like, kind for kind. Mm. He actually sacrificed himself, his own blood being shed, and was the mediator of that particular negotiation at the same time. I mean, that is breathtaking. Yeah, it really is. And so, of course, that makes him that suitable sacrifice yes. for sinful humanity, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Like that's the sinless lamb of God, as yeah. they, as the Bible says, is really what uh, is being presented. Yep. And, of course, we read about this in Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let's draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The whole of Hebrews, the whole of the book of Hebrews is all about how there was a sacrificial system and the necessity of a high priest to make the sacrifice and how the old system was inferior and insufficient, but Jesus himself is the superior high priest Mm. whose sacrifice was only needed once and for all. No more thousands and thousands of temporary sacrifices and spilled blood. One sacrifice for all time. Mm. And that was sufficient because he's perfect. Well, that brings today's program to a close. But a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via the free Vision app. If you don't already have it on your device, just search Vision Christian Media on your app store to download it. You can also listen again on our website. Just go to vision.org.au forward slash foundations. We invite you to join us again next time. And if there's a topic that you'd like us to discuss on a future program, I encourage you to get in touch with us via the website vision.org.au forward slash foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.